Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. For me, which is going to probably be one of the last podcasts that I record of 2021. Obviously, it's probably going to be published uh, after the holidays, but it's great to be sat here thinking about the Christmas break ahead and joined by a guest here from the UK, uh, Ian Moyes. Am I pronouncing that right, Ian? You are. Thank you. Good. Uh, who is the Chief Revenue Officer at One Up Sales. And I love that. You hear lots of Chief Officer type things, but I love that, Chief Revenue Officer. And Ian, you were awarded the Industry Accolade of BESMA, UK Sales Director of the Year, and was listed in the Top 50 Sales Keynote Speakers by Top Sales World in 2019 and 2020. Um, Listeners, Ian has a regular as being a regular judge on Women in Sales Awards, uh, Top Sales Awards, BESMA and the UK Cloud Awards. So uh, it's great to have somebody who doesn't just take part in things, but also gives back by being a judge. So welcome to today's podcast, Ian. Thank you. And uh, good, good to be here. Good, good to, uh, as you say, we're just on the, uh, the start of the slippery slope wind down towards Christmas, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and as soon as we were just talking before the recording started, as soon as you head off from today, uh, you're off to pick the kids up and as the schools break up. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely the start for many, isn't it? It, it? it is. I'm still working next week, but uh, I, I think I think we've all got used to working with, with kids around and, and just yes. going on in, in, in this pandemic period. So it's uh, no, nothing unusual. Yeah. yeah, and for many people, uh, as we record this, they've probably already got kids that have been sent home because classes have been closed down, whole years at schools have been closed down, wherever they are in the world. It's uh, you know, it's still causing a lot of disruption at the moment, isn't it, with, with all this working at home and having kids at home as well. So before we talk about the coffee, just explain BESMA, B-E-S-M-A. Just, just explain for listeners what that is. Sure. So what it was, because, because organisations have merged, okay. it, but it was the, the British Excellence in Sales Management Awards. So it was a, uh-huh. a, a very big, very big event um, that used to happen every year, run by what was the Institute of Sales and, and, and Marketing and Management. And uh, yeah, so, so that was an accolade. And that's how I, you, you mentioned some of the judge, judging I do. Some of it yeah. is because I've been involved in things such as that. If you, if you win an award, often often you get... Uh, asked if you want to help judge others yeah um, and or I've contributed or spoken at things and panels and stuff and, and you get involved and as you say it's good to give back yeah and I find the the doing those things is, is interesting because you learn from it yourself you get value yourself because you're meeting for example sales people sales leaders you're judging people from different industries that you might not other mix with so you get a different right. experience yourself so yeah. it's, it's good to contribute yeah so has sales always been your thing or is there something that you want to share with listeners that perhaps you did before you got involved in sales funny enough I, i've just contributed there was an uh, something just came out with an article about that which is some contributors how did you get in sales and i literally just did that yesterday um right. so i originally started as a programmer um at ibm 
Right. The passion was technology, was IT, uh, back in the distant days. Computers yeah. weren't what they are now, didn't have the power they had now. You had to be a, a, a yeah, very, very different style of programming. But that was my passion. And, and, and I, that was my career laid out in front of me until yeah. I realized in those different, and this will date it in itself. And I saw salespeople selling technology with company cars, with hmm. mobile phones, when no one had a mobile phone. And yep. they, were the size, they were the size of a small suitcase and, and, the, and the cost of uh, you know, a small mortgage. Um, but they had all these nice stuff. And, and I naively just thought, I know what I'm talking about. How hard can that be just talking to people about what you know about? Yeah. So I left programming at IBM to go into sales, inside sales, and never looked back and, it, and, and over many years have changed roles developed into different roles and, and learned from it but always in the technology space i i, yeah. I, I love new technology and, and yeah and we all been thankful for that during the last 18 oh years. yeah but yeah i, I mean stuff. it's almost been warlike isn't it you know when you get some kind of global conflict generally technology advances at an ex exponential rate, doesn't it? And I think we've seen that through this pandemic and COVID, the way technology and the way that people have innovated has just, you know, a hundred times the factor it would normally have been, wouldn't it, from an acceleration point of view. So, yeah, completely with you on that. And it's interesting. I think most listeners would be quite pleased to hear that somebody who's selling something actually knows about it because that's not always the case, is it? You know, there are some people out there who go into sales because they're, they're passionate about the sales, but not passionate about what they're selling. And I know Joey Coleman talks about it in his book, Never Lose a, I think, Never Lose a Customer Again. You know, that very often people sell without wondering you know, what the delivery is going to be like. And customers want that delivery, don't they? They want to get what you've sold them. And if you sell them the belief and the dream, that's what they want to receive. So having knowledge of what it is that you're selling is so important, but sometimes it's not always the case, is it? No, often, often it's not, right? And I remember when I made that transition being told, well, you know, tech, technical people don't become salespeople. And hopefully that's changed mm. more today, but that certainly was the way back then. It was exactly what you're, you're uh, describing was sort yeah. of a mantra that people believed is, is salespeople don't need to know all that stuff. They don't need no. to. It's like, well, really? I saw it as an advantage of credibility. Completely agree. Uh, yeah. 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 And yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think there's one thing that separates your moving to sales compared to normal sort of tech people who perhaps wouldn't make that move is the passion, isn't it? If you've got a passion, you can still be really good technical person, but if you're not passionate about it, then you're not going to be an advocate of it, is it? You've just got a job and you're just there. And there's lots of people in jobs where they just press buttons and you know, they're good at it, but they're not passionate about it. And when you put the two together, I, I believe in you know, I was never trained in any sales. And I set up my first um, construction company. You mentioned Builders T earlier on, which we'll come on to in a minute. But you know, people used to say to me, how on earth do you go out and get all this work? Because you've never been trained in sales. It's because I was passionate about what we did and how we did it. And I knew it inside out. I didn't, I didn't have to do anything. I went for physiotherapy, put my head through the hole in the, in the bed that you lie down on and was having you know, some uh, manipulative stuff done on the bottom of my back. And I came up with an £80,000 order for refurbishment of the physiotherapy clinic. And my contract manager said, how do you do it? I said, because I'm just passionate about telling people about the business and what we do. Excellent. And so I think, yeah, you, you, were, you were probably um, 
right to be unique because you were passionate. So, so tell us a little bit about, I mentioned Builders Tea there. Tell us a little bit about what you're drinking today and, and, and explain a little bit what we're talking about recording uh, before we started the recording as well about uh, your thoughts on coffee. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting, right? And, and each into their own. But I, I don't quite get all these, uh, how coffee's become the connoisseurs type thing. So I'm the one that is quite happy with the builder's tea or straight coffee. You know, when you get asked in the restaurants, I'm, I often struggle with the menu of, I don't know what all the, these different speciality ones are. What, can I just have a coffee? Can I just have a, a normal yeah. coffee or a normal tea? The, 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 what's the baseline? I'll take that. Um, yeah. I must say, I've drifted into with some of the Christmas stuff that's that's out. Uh, and taking the kids in and stuff, you see some of these special, you know, very Christmassy, special extra flavours, and I, I try a few yeah. of those occasionally as a as a treat of you know you've got to try a new. I thing. agree. Yeah, it's Christmas, right? So you can yeah. it's Christmas excuses. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, in gen in general, I'm not into all these specialist uh, types of coffees and teas, and it, it, yeah. you know, I'm happy with it and I like it, and it's yeah, and that's quite- the key, isn't it? If you like it why drink anything else if you like it that way take it as it is isn't it yeah, yeah. and i think you're right you know i still standing awe, and I, I don't know why i do it i always look up and down the menu when i go into a coffee store but i always know what i'm going to have and usually it's a filter coffee it's a black filter coffee and i might have a syrup in it if if i'm feeling a little bit extravagant like say christmas might have a bit of gingerbread syrup in it or something like that but i always look up and down and i still get confused every time i look at it and as we were saying before, I still don't get a flat white. Yeah. What's the difference between a cappuccino and a flat white and a latte and a, and a oh, yeah, no, filter coffee? About two quid, I think. Yes, probably. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. And and good on the retailers for making the money by, uh, you know, giving people what they think who, they want. Who knew, who knew 20 years ago, right, we'd, we'd be paying a premium for bottled water and yeah. coffee, coffee at the prices we pay, right? And tonic, when did tonic become so expensive? You know, gin used to be the most expensive part of a gin and tonic. Now it's for tonic. But, yeah. uh, anyway. Marketing does it does an interesting job sometimes. Yeah. So how, how what coffee have you got then and how do you take your coffee? Just, just straight. I think it's Nescafe, probably Nescafe Gold or something just because it sounds better. So there's a little bit of four years yep. of that. And, uh, and, and, and white I very rarely have a black coffee unless, okay. unless I guess it, unless it's a necessity of a hangover or something, uh, which yeah. was rarer these days. But yeah, norm- normally a straight, nice white coffee. Nice, nice particularly on these days, right? Watching the kids football, so nice hot drink in the hand to sip at. Yeah, uh, while you stood out in the cold. Fantastic. So thinking about your your business and your business is one up sales. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's that's correct. What's what's been something that you've worked on? What's been something that's evolved, or been something that's been a latest sort of achievement for for you and your business? Then, so, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to refer, if I'm if I may, something to to what mm. I've seen consistently, not just where I am now, but I, I've worked in quite a few smaller firms and and helped help them grow to different stages and exited for over the years, and I'm leading the sales part of the business. And there's a pretty there's a bunch of consistent things that um, you could say I fix, and none of them are rocket science, which is the great thing. They're, mm. they're all actionable. And in from the sales perspective, the, the revenue perspective I'm responsible for, 
there are some fundamentals that I just see again and again. And so, so one of them, for example, and, and it's particularly pertinent in the time that we're in, is, yeah. is enge- human engagement. What do I mean by that? So there's a phrase I use called conversation versus communication. So let me play out the scenario that many, many may hear, but have not thought about it this way. So you're gonna, you, you'll ask a, a salesperson, well, how are you getting on with prospective customer ABC? And I'll say, oh, well, I, ch- I, ch- oh, I chatted to them the other day and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I, I've learned to ask the question, when you say chatted or whatever verbiage they come out with, yeah. was that a, a conversation? Was it, was it you, you actually spoke to them? And the yeah. number of times I'll get, no, no, we exchanged three or four emails over a two day period. Okay, mm. so that's very different that's communication, right? That's not conversation. And people don't seem to relate to this. And I think during the pandemic, we're all habitual, right? So number one is we're habitual. So if someone emails you, you'll typically email back. If they WhatsApp you, you'll WhatsApp back, et cetera. So there's a little bit of that in it. Oh, the customer emailed me, so I emailed them back. It's a habit, it's, it's an easy trap. The other thing is we've seen people become keyboard warriors. Oh, I tried phoning them, couldn't get hold of them. So I've now given them the chapter and verse of everything I was going to discuss with them in an email. So it's, mm. it's off my plate, as yep. opposed to trying to reach you for the conversation, send them an email by all means, trying to reach you, uh, you know, wh- when can we speak? But, but yep. too often, what should be a conversation is now being done in a communication. And that isn't the same. That isn't, right? I don't get your reaction when I tell you yeah. something. I don't get you saying in, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. That's not what I meant. Or, no, 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 that's not what we've got. Oh, or, yeah. I don't understand that, right? You get an email, you either misinterpret it, so you think you understand it, but you didn't. You don't say to me, oh, do you mean such and such? No, 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 that's not what I meant, Simon. And we yeah. clarify and we correct ourselves. That doesn't happen. So mistakes can introduce themselves that then propagate and come up later, Yeah, which is a dangerous thing for both parties. You know, three weeks later, oh, I didn't know. I didn't think you meant that. I did oh no, and we were just about to do the business and implementation was lined up to start, whatever it is. Yeah. So a lot gets lost in translation and it, and it's easy done. And what I, what, what I get from people is, well, yeah, but I, 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 if they've emailed me, and this works for customer experience, right? Complaints, someone gets a complaint and guess what, they email back. I always display, if someone emails something in they're dissatisfied, why don't you, yeah. And, and people say, I can't just pick up the phone. Well, no, if you're not comfortable doing that, you can email them back and say, Simon, thank you so much for your feedback on our team. Disappointing to hear. Um, I'd love to talk to you about this and see what we can do to uh, rectify together. Uh, Is 10 o'clock tomorrow or 3.30 tomorrow convenient to you? Right? So what I'm doing is changing the channel back to a conversation where it should be because of what's going on. If it's, we've just had a conversation and I need to confirm some points to you or confirm the time of the next call. That's fine as a communication. So each has its place. Yeah. But conversation is getting lost. And that means if you lose conversation from a yeah. sales engagement perspective, a new business, you're losing the opportunity to ask questions. Yeah. And, and if I you're think... not asking questions, you're not learning. And if you're not learning, someone else is potentially going to win that business and outsell you just by doing the basics. Yeah. And I, I think you're, you're, you're so right there because you know, I hear people as, as you alluded to at the beginning, it's getting lost because people are calling that exchange of emails a conversation. They're actually referring to it as a conversation. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I sometimes start chats on LinkedIn. That to me isn't a conversation. The chat on LinkedIn, I want to get them off of LinkedIn into a chat like we're having now, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's the that's where the conversation happens. I've got a little bit more of a chance if it's more chatty type thing, but it's still not a conversation. It's still, and I love the way you conversation versus communication. But so many people are hiding behind the, the, the way that they're calling communications conversations, and they're not. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that. So I'll, I'll, I'll share this quickly. You know, I, I have a process that I work with um, some of the coaches that I work with, and we, we have a set number of dials per week that we want them to make. So pick up the phone, dial out. Does it go to voicemail? Does it matter? Is it, as long as they pick up the phone and make so many dials. Because of the way the industries have changed, I actually have done the same thing. So I put dials slash conversations and people say, what do you mean by conversations? Why well, it's in case you have a, a chat or something like that. So, yeah, I think we, we're all guilty sometimes of blending and merging conversations and communications. And then we, we stand there, don't we, when it all goes wrong and say, was it me? Did I not explain myself correctly? And if you, I think any listeners, if you do think that and you think, was it me? Then the answer is, yes, it was. Because you actually, as Ian just said here, didn't get into that conversation to find out if it was right. And, and guess what? Here's the other one. There's, an, there's a mirror to that, which is rapport versus relationship. How many okay. people say, oh, no, I've got, I've got a good relationship with them. And I query, well, is it relationship or is it rapport? What? Because which part mm. are you in? Because I think too many people jump too far with that would the other person say it's a relationship we'll say oh no we get on but relationship is quite strong right relationship to me means yeah I, you can ask for something you can ask for something quite substantial and they're going to be prepared to help so an easy example is and this i'll bring this back to the conversation point in a second and why it why, why it links to it quite integrally um but if you walk, if I walk up to, I see you on the street, right, Simon, don't know you, we're just walking down the street, and I say, excuse me, sir, excuse me, I hope you don't mind, you wouldn't have the time, would you? You're going to give me the time, right? And most people give you the time. Yeah. Because yeah, right? yeah. I've asked politely, and I smiled, and, yeah, and, I'm yeah. asking, and I'm asking for a very small thing. So so the way I interacted with you wasn't rude. Oi, give me the time, right? Yeah. Well, that's not going to work. The way I interacted with you was enough rapport for what I'm asking you to give me in return that you give me. Yeah. Right? Now, if I did the same word, uh, 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 can I have 10 quid? You got 10 quid, please. You're going to look at me and brush me off and roll. Mm -hmm. Because, well, who's this? But if I knew you, you're an old friend, we're an old colleague. Simon, oh my gosh, so so nice to see you. We've got a relationship. Simon, have you got 10, you haven't got 10 quid on you, have you? You're probably reaching for your wallet. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a relationship there. You know the person you trust. So it's integral that the more... The closer you are to a relationship, or the more rapport you have, the more you can get in return because you've yeah. earned it. Now we go back to conversation versus communication. I say to salespeople, think you've got you've got a piggy bank, one of those little china porcelain piggy banks on your desk. Hmm. Talking to someone, it's empty. How much can you ask them for? Right? If you send them an email and it's friendly and polite, so you might you might argue, well, I followed up. I, I put a few small coins in the piggy bank. How? And the more coins you put in by following up, by being on time, by doing all the things, interactions and the visibility they get of you, you put, you get to put more little coins in and they build up so you can do. How, how, is there a quicker way of putting coins in? Well, I'd suggest 
having a video call or an audio call or a meeting or an impact a true conversation with them yeah you build more rapport and i'd love i don't know what the science is but you know does one conversation equal five emails what yeah. what, what is yeah, the, yeah. the currency where the conversation is a bigger currency than an electronic message and I think you're absolutely right. And, and I love the way you explained it there as a currency, because for different cultures and you know, for the listeners in different parts of the world, that currency exchange rate will differ slightly, won't it? Yeah. But it will still be an element of exchange. Absolutely. And, you know, you and I, you know, for listeners, you know, when I do these podcasts, I can always see the person that I'm talking to. And that is because I think for me, if I did this on the phone, it wouldn't have the same effect that it does by seeing the person and seeing how they're reacting, you know, and you know, just by the fact Ian was nodding his head then makes me think I'm saying the right thing. You don't get that, you know, when it's not in person. So, yeah, there are layers of conversation, as you say, there's so many different aspects of conversation, but uh, yeah, if we did a podcast by, I don't even know if you, anybody would think about doing it if it was email, almost becomes an exchange of articles, doesn't it? But yeah, you just wouldn't think about it. It's got more so, colour, right? It's got more, you're talking, you're, it, it makes it more human. Yeah. And I always say to salespeople, where, how do you, without specifying what I'm at, is if you say to them, well, what's preferable? If you take away distance and COVID and all that stuff, yeah. well, what's preferable? Is it, what, 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 what's the best way of engaging? So, oh, in person. Yeah. Person. Okay. Yeah. Second would be video. Third would be audio on the phone. Yeah. So you go down, you go down that list, right? Well, yeah, yeah. then why are you resorting to the lowest common denominator when you know inherently yeah. you build more rapport and relationship by if you're ideally <laughs> meeting someone, shaking the hand, you're sat next to them at an event. You know, if I've I've sat met people, I've sat next to them at an event and then chatted during the day and bumped into the coffee and built really good rapport, more than I would have done trying to phone them and, and, and send yeah. an email and a bit of it, because it's just the natural way. You gravitate yeah. to people. You make micro decisions of, do you like them or not? But how yeah. do you do that if it's just an electronic? How, how are you different to that prospective customer if it's black and white, you know, black text on, on white screen? Yeah. If it's an email, that your email looks exactly, you, there's no, you cannot bring any differential to it. What, your words you use? Yeah, a bit, but. Yeah, fancy signature at the bottom, which doesn't. Yeah. Really make much difference, yeah. And and as you were describing it there, I thought, you know, there's there's a term here. I think communication uh, hierarchy, isn't there? You know, it's it's there is that hierarchy of communications. In fact, I think we ought to keep that quiet in and we'll trademark that and we'll write a book on it later. Um, so what what kind of differences has you know employing this kind of tactics? Uh, what kind of differences it made to to you and to your business and perhaps to some of the people that you work with? Yeah, and, and, and I've employed this over the years. It's just become more polished now I talk about it, but I've always employed th th this piece and it's it's breaking bad habits, right? Yeah. Um, the fundamental of sales for me, sales is pretty basic um, and I think people overcomplicate it and they they make it, try and make it work. The number of salespeople I get to talk about, what, 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 you know, when I interview them, I have the pleasure of interviewing them for awards and for jobs. Yeah. Um, and the number of them that, if I say, well, you know, what, what could you do better? And it's always, oh, I'd, I'd like enterprise negotiation technique or this sort of thing. It's like, mm. nothing. I, if someone says that to me, I say, I, I want to be better at questioning. I want to be better mm. at questioning. And I've been doing it for years, but I still want to be better. I want to absolutely master it. Because yeah. questioning, most people are pretty poor at. Yeah. Um, in that they think they're good at it. 
until you challenge them on it and then they realize they're not and it is a real art form and it's the fundamental of engagement so my my and, and that links into conversation right because if you're not having a conversation Correct. it's really difficult to ask what are you gonna do email them email the customer 40 questions and go please answer my survey of yes. no it needs to be a conversation right it needs to be simon yeah. so simon that's interesting that, that um that's what you're doing what why why are you looking this problem you've got what, what what's the impact on your business da, 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 da. Uh, and and have you tried to fix it before and how did yeah. that look like and what and why didn't it get fixed? and how long has it been a problem and why haven't you addressed it before and what's your budget for it it's, it's okay and why is it that budget yeah okay could that budget be changed because it sounds like it's a big pain but you haven't allocated much to it why is it because most yeah. sales people just go across the surface of and, uh, what you're trying to do uh, how much you're looking to spend you know it's like oh my gosh you so well, if, I, if I come away knowing 30 more things about this project than the next salesman, doesn't mean I'm going to win it, but it yeah. gives me a much better chance to decide. And it's shown right that you've connected with them more as well, doesn't it? You know, it's shown that, you know, people like people to know that, you know, you want to connect with them, you want to understand them. It's interesting because as you were talking there, you know, I've, you know, I thought about you know, people have tried to replicate this, haven't they? Because if you ask one question and you get one answer, you might then have to ask a different question. So as you say, just doing an email list, doesn't work and people are trying ai we've got these chat bots haven't we everywhere but how frustrating are they when they just don't get to the point that you want to get across you know i was on one the other day i'm gonna support one and it was i just wanted to get the point and all i kept saying was i need to speak to someone yeah. i kept typing it in i need to speak to someone and i said sorry i don't understand that question please yeah and it gave me all these different no i need to speak to someone because i lost my patience with it because it was it wasn't asking me the right questions to get out of me the answer that i wanted to give yeah and yeah uh, yeah. So, yeah my opinion of ai and chatbots all this stuff is 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 you know it, it has its place that's the yeah. problem it has its place. but its place really is to to help you self-serve in the majority of cases to, to help free up resources of those cases that do need human help to be available because sure. they're not dealing with stuff where how do i do this well it's in a manual there but you but so the box says oh no we've got a solution that try this link oh fantastic you've given me all the customer yeah. wants is get me to the end result of what i'm trying to resolve or deal with correct in the most correct. efficient manner and if you yeah. can't do it that way sometimes it's going to be directly to a human being but what yeah. the ai sector should do which it wasn't doing there is identify where this isn't working right put them in the right bucket that's what it should be doing it's yeah. a routing piece for yeah, help facilitate an end result as quick as you can yeah. and, and some stuff works though but sales certainly doesn't right because you're absolutely right it's sales has to be fluid it has yeah. to be a conversation because yeah. depending on what you tell me the value of the salesperson is to be skilled enough to bring value to you in return by asking a good question and, and i always remember i'll give you this i always remember an example and this the guy will probably listen to one of these at one day when i talk about this story but <laughs> very very long story short i worked in a technology vendor we were a small brand up against i think it was i think it was three other large brands they were talking to who were the humongous brands yeah and that individual came in to me as an, and i remember starting the meeting with look we're going to ask you a lot of questions i can happy show you a demo happy show you loads of slides and tell you how wonderful we are but I don't know if it's relevant. If you don't mind, can we ask questions? And at, at a point that that's relevant, we'll do that. Is that, yeah, 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 great. We spent two hours, two hour meeting, we asked questions. We didn't show them anything. Yeah. And at the end, I always remember he said something along the lines of, um, 
okay guys i'm i'm this has been great i'm you've actually tired me out i am just but let me tell you this the i love the way you've dealt with this um you've asked me questions i don't know the answer to about my own project that and and no one else has asked me those questions i've met the other three and as fast as they could and he said, oh, no, the 15, first 15, 30 minutes, they were showing me their stuff, big logos, all the wondrous stuff. Yeah. That you haven't showed me anything. A, makes you different. But B, you've given me a ton of thought here about how we need to do this project. We, we gave them value by the questions we were asking. Correct. But now, they, we actually won that in the end. You know, some of your oh, wins. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah. It differentiated us in value that we cared and I explained, it's because I want to know if we're the right, we may not be the right choice for you. And what I don't want to do is you to choose us and six months down the line, we're both in a whole hell of a mess um, and a bad place together. So if we rush this, Absolutely. yeah, I can convince you to win your business and try and play that game. I'd rather be interested in understanding if we're not right for you. Is that fair? Yes, it is. Yeah. Two hours of questions. Wow. Right. And Great was, example. Yeah. So Great example. it builds rapport in itself. Yeah. Yeah, completely. So if if people Ian want to find out more about you, and I'm sure you've got more nuggets like that that you can share and impart to people, how do people find you? How do people connect with you? Sure. So thank you for that. Real easy. And there's a this is a I talk about personal branding often. There's here's an easy personal branding tip. So if you go to ianmoist.co.uk yep. or ianmoist.cloud, and I have a few others as well, but they will take you directly to my LinkedIn and my Twitter account. So you don't have to go on LinkedIn. My yeah. name's pretty distinct, right? But if it, if it was Paul Smith and you go and yeah. say, go on LinkedIn, good luck finding me, uh, but also search for this one. It makes it easy. You go to earmoist.co.uk or earmoist.cloud and it will take you straight to the relevant profile. Great. And I love vanity URLs. I mean, you, obviously, uh, we talked about one thing. I'd want to book the podcast with me. It's coffeewithsimon.com. Just keep it simple and then send them somewhere where it's a lot, a lot more complicated. And let's just make sure we get the names spelled right. So it's Ian, I-A-N. And right. then Moise is M-O-Y-S-E. Okay. So that's yep. the way, listeners, you need to, to find there. So .co.uk or .cloud. Perfect. Great. Um, and articles and things like that, lots of um, information to share and for listeners to yeah, go and have a look for. Yeah, I regularly post around the subjects we've spoken about, many more, um, right. either video, right. short videos, blogs, podcasts, all, all different stuff. Yours will be shared on there once, once this goes live. Fabulous. But yeah, if you follow me on those, you'll get lots of, uh, hopefully Great. you found this uh, you know, insightful and yeah, yeah. ground level understandable and something you can use. Yeah. Share lots of that stuff. Great. So, um, just to wrap up with a final couple of questions then, if you could give the listeners one lesson, one tip that they could take away from this podcast and do something with, something that we can say, get it done, what would it be in? Easy. Think about speaking to other human beings rather than emailing them. Have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You'll get much more value out of, it, out of it. They will too. You'll build rapport. And it will make your business a better place. I do it internally as well, by the way. It's so yeah. often too easy to get something, and I'll ping someone and say, "Yeah, are you available? Yeah, let's just, you know, I'll slap them. Let's just jump on a quick call." Yeah, yeah. And hide behind your keyboard as much as we all are. Yeah. And to add to that, listeners, what I'd say is, most of you probably have got that communication hierarchy, and it probably does start with a an email, and then a text, and then a call, and it goes that way. Take what Ian's just giving you here and turn that on its head and start with the call 
know, if you look at that first, if I can't get them on the phone, then I'll drop them an email. If I can't get them by email, I'll drop them a text just to see if they're about and they're okay. You know, turn that hierarchy, turn that whatever you want to call it, pyramid, flow, upside down. If, if you do that, from what Ian's told us today, then I think that would be a good step. So thinking about your, your next coffee, Ian, I'm going to ask this question because as we've been doing these episodes, we've been in and out of lockdowns and different restrictions all around the world at different times. And uh, I know some of my VA team are struggling with a typhoon at the moment as well. So just when they thought lockdown wasn't batting off, they've now got a, a typhoon uh, that's affecting them. So I'm going to stick with the same question I've done for some time. If you were to have your next coffee in a dream location, somewhere for us to think and transport ourselves to, or someone to be with, what would that dream location be? What would that dream coffee look like? Crikey. So the, the, the one that immediately springs to mind for a number of reasons is, I would say, Mauritius, uh, okay. with, with my wife, because we went there many years ago. And the reason being is, with, with what's going on and, and all the changes, how long, how long are those beautiful islands even going to be there? Because they're so low laying in the, in the sure. water. So, you know, to be to visit those again before perhaps we're not able to uh, would be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And yeah, it's one of those uh, bucket list destinations that I've always wanted to get. But uh, I always seem to get drawn more towards the winter and the skiing and the snow. I'm more of a mountain and a snow person than I'm a a sort of beaching a sea person but yeah it's definitely on my list and you're right I mean what a critical thing to say there yeah we don't know how long these destinations not only just going to be accessible because of what's going off at the moment but actually there they're going to be above water yeah and we've seen so much of that with the COP26 haven't we you know some of these um, communities fighting and saying look if you don't save us we're going to be underwater and it's yeah. you know yeah I think we're, we're all more aware of that so thank you for raising that as well Great. Well, you've been an absolute uh, pleasure to have on. You've given me uh, quite a few things. I've written down my little post-it note here. Um, the passion for what you're selling is critical, I think, for any salesperson. And you know, knowing and understanding your product and your service as well, along with that passion, certainly will, will make a massive difference. And you're giving us a great masterclass on conversation versus communications and uh, about rapport as, as well and relationships. So, uh, yeah, the two C's and the two R's, I think will be something that definitely go up in the show notes of this. And uh, yeah, and the other phrase I love that you said then, I had to write it down, keyboard warrior. Okay, uh, that's, I think what we ought to do, listeners, for the next week, try and fit that phrase, keyboard warrior, into as many conversations as you can. So go out there and do the conversation, speak with people and say, I'm not a keyboard warrior. And we, let's start a movement and stop people being keyboard warriors and get them into conversations. It's been an absolute pleasure, Ian, and it's been great having you as a guest. Thank you so much. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you be more aware, better educated and more accountable. So go out there, have more conversations, speak to other human beings. Don't speak to the bots, speak to humans, as, as Ian has told us here. And if you do that, then you will have justified what we've done in this podcast today. And as always, leave a review if you've enjoyed it, if it's made a difference and you've implemented it, tell us the results that you've had and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And I look forward to seeing you and having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, 
do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.